Tupac reference. You don't get it? Nope. I ain't mad at you. I, I got nothing but boy. love for you. Do your thing, boy. Do, 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 do. No? Well, you're missing out. I'm pretty sure you've heard it. You just don't remember it. You can't tell me what I've heard. Yes, I can. Uh, all right. You ready to start? Mm-hmm. Don't look, you don't look ready. I was born ready. You over there playing on your phone? Because uh, I'm trying to see if that's really a Tupac reference or if you're just making stuff up. Why would I make something up about Tupac? Because he's still alive. Tupac is still alive. Tupac, holler at me. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's a Tupac reference. See? Question okay. me again. I wish you would. Question. All right. Let's get started. Let's do it. Yeah? All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Tell Me Something podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva. I'm here alongside my co-host, my beautiful co-host, who's leaning back in the chair and I can't see. Uh, <laughs> Holly Villanueva. Hi. I'm going to start saying your name, your middle name. No, I don't say my middle name. Then oh. people can stalk me. Isn't it on your Facebook? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Uh okay. Are okay. you gonna say my whole name? That's weird. No, it's not. Okay. How is that weird? Holly Nicole Villanueva. Hi. What's up, babes? Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna start doing that from now on. Okay. Um. This week on the show. We missed a week. We did. It was Christmas though, so. I still feel bad. We got called out on it. Yeah. But I don't feel bad because it was Christmas. Mm. I mean, it's the first time that we didn't put one out on the weekly. But it was the holidays. There's just a lot going on. It was crazy. And that's not an excuse. The real excuse was that it was Christmas and we just didn't take time to sit down. Weak sauce. Don't let that shit happen again. Yes. Yeah. You got to keep us on schedule. <laughs> uh, but this week, so leading into New Year's, since it's going to be New Year's, and what is everybody doing on New Year's? Make resolutions. Make resolutions. I would thought you said something else, like party and drink. All those things are factual. Make babies. Mm. Pretty much people have been making babies all year, though, so. So if you were born in September, it was either a Merry Christmas or a Happy mm -hmm. New Year. Yeah. Possibly Happy Valentine's Day if you were premature. Yeah, that's normally October babies, November <laughs> babies. September. Nine months. No, because you're really pregnant for ten months, for Whatever. 40 weeks. Then you ruined my joke. So. Thanks a lot. Ten plus, that's about a November, December baby. If you're a month two and then you add ten months. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Uh, that makes sense. 40 weeks. 40 weeks. 40 weeks. Um, so. That really does confuse me why people say nine months, though. It's frustrating. People are like, oh, how far along are you? And it's like, no. That's why people say weeks. Like, I'm 36 weeks. Because you're really pregnant for 40 weeks. So, they why, why do they count it as nine months? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the science behind it. 
a doctor fucked up one time. I was like, well, maybe that's it's just because the way like we always when done you, it, so. it depends on like the months that you fall in, but some months have five weeks, so you could those could even out possibly to nine months. Maybe. I don't know. But you're pretty, I just say 40 weeks when people say nine months. Eh, we're like 40 weeks. I guess. I don't know. I never thought about it too much. Yep. All right. So going into New Year's, back to New Year's, we're talking about New Year's resolutions. Do you already have New Year's resolutions planned, set up? Um, A few years ago, I just quit doing resolutions in general, I think. Um, I still read about them. I still have like thoughts like I want to do this this year, but I don't set like I'm more of a in the moment kind of a goal person. Like I want to do this thing instead of waiting until January 1st to do it. And then I normally don't follow through with whatever I set my goal for, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) It's good to set goals at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should do it. I guess it's the same thing as resolutions, yeah. a New Year's resolutions. Can you have multiple resolutions, or is mm-hmm. it supposed to be just one? You can have multiple. All right. We're making I mean, I'm not down for, like, the eating black-eyed peas and all that stuff to make your resolutions come true, but. I didn't know that was a thing. One of, I can't remember what all of them are, but one of them is, like, eating black-eyed peas and. That sounds gross. I want to say spinach. It sounds worse. Um, hold on, let me see. Black guy. Are you going to make New Year's resolutions this year? Um, I don't know. You should, because we're getting out of 2020. Yeah, that's true. Probably one of the craziest years oh. in our history. So the tradition, sorry, I'm interrupting. The tradition of eating black eyed peas is set for prosperity, and you're supposed to eat them with greens. To represent money. Hmm. So like black eyed peas and collard greens, which both sound horrible. So I'm going to go ahead and say I'm not going to be doing any of those things. We'll eat some grapes. Does that <laughs> help? Does that work? As long as it's the color. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there are things I want to do in the upcoming year, but I just don't know if I will call it a resolution. I mean, I think you're right. You should like setting goals in the moment or like, the second that you think about something and wanting to achieve something, like you should set a goal right then and there and then just start working toward it rather than it being May. You're like, oh, you know what? I'll make a New Year's resolution for next year and then You I'll wait start all then. the way until January to do it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I used to listen to a lot of Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know who that is. Fuck! Yeah, you didn't step up your... Your self-development game up. I said up twice. Anyways. He's like a media mogul. And um, he always said, fuck uh, New Year's resolutions. That you should just make a goal now. Like then and there, just like you were saying. Like when you think about something, just make the goal and then start pursuing it. Start working toward it. Uh, You don't, because in all reality... January 1st is just another day, mm-hmm. which everybody makes a big deal about. Yeah, so my thing is, like, if I think of something I want to do in October, and I'm like, I really want to, like, just a random example, would be like, I want to go back to school. 
um, or I want to go to college or whatever the case may be. And then you're like, oh, that'll be my New Year's resolution. Then by the time January rolls around and you actually enroll in college, you could already be three months deep in it. Yeah. And that's why I think that there's good to have annual goals on New Year's or annual resolutions. But I don't think that should be like the end all be all of when you can set goals. Yeah, you don't have to wait to set the goal. It's a good marker, I think, uh, maybe to like see where you left off or how you did throughout the year or maybe you, you started your your goals just a couple months before and it's a good, you know, uh, vector check to see where you're at. Yeah. So I just want to, like, I would have to do some more research because I just did, like, a quick Google search. But there are statistics out there on, like, how many people set goals and don't follow through. February. Um, February, yeah, that's about it. Um, February is so, as long as most people, I don't know what the stati statistical number is, but February is usually, like, mid to late February is when everybody just gives up on yeah. their New Year's resolution. Because they want resolutions. Yeah. Yeah, they want immediate uh, results. results and so Forbes said in 2018, so going into 2019, that the statistics on how many people actually followed through and accomplished their New Year's resolution um, are less than 25% of people after 30 days, and only 8% of people actually follow through and complete their resolution. Yeah. So those are really low numbers, statistically. Yeah. It's tough. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, if not, everybody would be really fucking fit and rich. And what are the other typical New Year's resolutions? I'll pull up a thing so you that know, we can talk so through some of them. Yeah, I have them up here. But, like, the first thing I wanted to touch on was, like, the pros and cons to making New Year's resolutions. Uh, we already, like, talked through a couple of them, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. a con is waiting. waiting like, making an excuse like oh yeah i'm gonna do that next year the start of the beginning of the year that's when i'm gonna start and it's only like september or october yeah so like just, just start now right whatever whatever it is whether it's saving money uh paying off debt running working out eating healthier i i don't know whatever it is yeah like that should be just start it now um <clears throat> so there's some pros and cons here. Uh, the first pro is self-awareness. So talking about like uh, it lets you know what you really what's most important to you when you at the moment at least yeah. when you make these new New Year's resolutions. Like uh, if we've paid off debt and like we're financially stable, then probably getting out of debt or not probably, but getting out of debt is not going to be a New Year's resolution, yeah. right? Um, or like if we were fucking in top shape and the perfect physical specimen, <laughs> <laughs> like you're, you're not going to make some kind of, Hey, I need to work out more type it, of your resolution. resolution shouldn't be something you're already doing Yeah. or your goal shouldn't be something you're already doing unless you're going to fine tune that. And that's one of my, like, I guess qualms with new year's resolutions is people make these like broad statements, like. I want to get fit. And what does that mean? What does getting yeah. fit mean? You have to specify that down into like baby steps to get to your overall goal of being fit. You need to be 
people don't get specific enough on what they want to do when, yeah. okay, I want to be fit. All right. Well, first, like, what does fit mean to you? Yeah. You know, does that mean like you're super skinny and you can run for a long time? Or does that mean you have a six pack and you can bench press a lot or squat a shitload or uh, like being fit is different for everybody. Yeah. But I mean, I think it goes beyond being fit. Like even pay off debt. People are like, I want to pay off debt. And it's like, okay, so in January they pay off some, in February they pay off some. And then it's like, oh, we really haven't paid off anything, so, like, we shouldn't be putting so much effort yeah. toward this. But if you set a goal, like, we are $20,000 in debt, and this year I want to pay off $5,000 of that. Um, then by February you can be like, we've paid off 700 out of $5,000 or whatever. So you can, like, see those incremental stages. But if you're just like, I want to pay off debt, then you're not really – setting yourself up for success because you're never going to ultimately like in one year, you're probably realistically not going to pay off all the debt you have. If you're a normal American person who lives the way Americans live, which is primarily in debt. Um, And so I don't know. Yeah, it's not, it's not uh, quick. That's for sure. But yeah, so be being more specific is a problem for a lot of people when they're making new year's resolutions and, not having a plan to yeah. like work through it. Um, uh, like the getting fit one. Okay. So what's your plan on getting fit? Does that include eating? Um, what's the workouts you're going to be doing? Yeah. Things like that. So, yeah. Uh, another pro that they have on here is a fresh start, which is always good. Just like starting over, uh, yeah. you know, just doing away with whatever you were doing with before. And uh, being able to start again, it's kind of an excuse. It's not really a fresh start, but it, it feels that way because it's mm-hmm. New Year's. And that's what everybody talks about. Oh, it's a new beginning. It's a fresh start. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I, you got to, like, balance that. Like, what does a fresh start mean? And I guess that's just getting into specifics again. Yeah. Um. Because, like, if I, like, let's say this is total hypothetical because all this is false. But let's say I work out five times a week. And then I'm like, my goal is to work out five times a week. Or that my resolution is to work out five times a week. It's did like, you just hiccup? I'm already doing that. No. Oh. Did it sound like I did? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so, I, it's just, I don't know. I think people sometimes set goals that they're already doing so they can be like, oh, I did my resolution or whatever the case may be. But Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> some of the cons, some of the cons uh, for setting New Year's resolutions, uh, a deadline fosters procrastination. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and it weighs on you. When you make uh, or when you yeah, when you make a New Year's resolution or when you set a goal and uh, it just it's eating at you whenever. And then when you miss a day or you miss a mark or something, it just eats at you, eats at you, it eats at you. And uh, after a while, you're just like, ah, fuck it. It doesn't even matter. Like nobody cares who's who's going to say anything. I'm the only one that knows about it. What it's not going to make a difference whether I do it or don't. Yeah, I mean, I guess the pros and cons can be pros or cons for each individual person, but I think making a deadline is a huge pro for me. Well, no, yeah, it's good to 
to have a deadline and like when you say five if you're going to work out five out of seven days that you you're shooting for something no I think well again this is just perspective but for me a deadline is like I want to pay or like we'll just stick with the getting fit thing I keep going back to debt but we'll stick with the getting fit thing like I want to um like let's say lose weight because that's what one of the number one resolutions are I want to lose 10 pounds if you don't set yourself a deadline for that you're not gonna do it but if you're like by March by spring break I want to lose 10 pounds and I'm gonna do it by working out five to five out of seven days by that and I can see where it could be a con because you're like oh I still have another month to lose 10 pounds or whatever yeah but I think if you don't have a deadline for it, then it just rolls into the next year. You're like, well, I wanted to lose 10 pounds last year, but I didn't. So now I'm going to want to do it next year. Well, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking. Like, that's that's good to have a deadline, but it starts weighing on a person. And then as you get closer to that deadline, and if that person hasn't made any progress, they're just like, well, ah, fuck it. Or maybe they're not – they know they're not going to make it, but they're still making progress. They're like, well, I'm not going to make the deadline, so I'm only going to be at 7 pounds instead of 10 uh, so yeah. why keep on trying? I'm, it's just, it's going to fuck me over. But cause the thing is with those deadlines, there's no repercussions. Other I think than you have like, to go back into self-awareness. Yeah. But the, like for most people, there's no re- repercussions to these new year's resolutions. When people make new year's re- resolutions, there's no, uh, yeah, there's no repercussions to any of them. So if they don't hit it, it's just like, uh, well, it's like any other year. Right. Or, but if, it was something like your job. Hey, I need to meet this mark or I'll get fired. If they had something like that behind a new year's resolution, yeah, it would pressure them even more or like give them more motivation to, to actually do it. But yeah. during that time, it's easier to give into procrastination and to laziness and to, Hey, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to fucking drink tonight and not worry about my workout. Or, hey, I'm going to go hang out with friends and not worry about the workout. Like, uh, I'll make up for it tomorrow or something. And that's mm. that's what I think. And then the other con to this that it has is, is self-doubt. And just, yeah, not having any confidence in yourself and being it. Maybe you set a New Year's resolution that's way, way almost impossible to mm-hmm. reach. or Which I think a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, like the getting out of debt thing. It's like, hey, maybe you're a hundred thousand dollars in debt, and you're like, yeah, this year I'm gonna get out of debt completely. That's yeah, you're well, not gonna do it this year unless you have a really high paying job. The chances of that happening are slim to none. Yeah, like that might take you a few years, which is good. Uh, like that you start working towards it, but then it starts getting. Maybe you're at half of the year, and you're not even a quarter of the way through that debt. Yeah. Then it's just demotivating. You're like, fuck, I shot too high. Fuck it. Why? This is not even, it's not worth it. I'm just going to go put more money on my credit card or put more stuff on my credit card. And Yeah. And I think, um, I think that all just ties back to the initial thing of self-awareness. Like you have to know where you're at and you have to know where you're trying to get and remain aware of that. And if you're, and I'm kind of one of those people where I'm reliant. I won't say reliant, but um, if there's someone else there, like, judging me or holding me accountable, I'm more apt to do something than if it's just a personal goal for myself. Yeah. 
because it's it's harder to do it when you don't have anyone to be like, nope, you fell off or yeah, um, it, it's always good to have an accountability partner or, or somebody to hold yeah. you accountable or people to hold you accountable. Like if we put our New Year's resolutions out on the podcast, being held accountable would be a whole lot easier because yeah. people would be giving a shit like, hey, I thought you weren't going to eat cookies anymore and I saw you stuff in your face. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just, um, I don't know. But uh, yeah. Having accountability partners is good. So maybe we should do that. We should come up with New Year's resolutions, put them on the podcast, and see where we're at. I don't know. Do check-ins every once in a while. Stop yawning. Sorry. God. Um, I just, I don't know if I want to put mine on the podcast. You scared? Why are you scared? I'm not scared. I just. Don't be scared. People don't need to be in my business. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe I'll do it. We'll see. Um, but here's, we can go through the list of New Year's res- resolutions. Yeah, so the this same is, list I have, and there's 56 of them. Okay, well, we're not, it was like the last of with the quotes. Like, we probably won't go through all <laughs> of them, but we'll just like skim through it and give our opinion on some of them. Okay. Uh, all right. So, well, so what we learned from the pros and cons, bottom line. Like, be specific with... Just make smart goals like the Air Force teach you. Yeah, smart. <laughs> uh, what's it smart? Specific, specific measurable, measurable, actionable. Action, actionable or attainable? That's the same thing. Okay. Actionable slash attainable. Uh, what's R? I don't know. And then T is timeline, isn't it? Yeah, the, it's timely. Yeah. But... Yeah. yeah, it's specific, measurable, measurable, assignable. assignable. I don't know what that means. Um, I'm sticking with attainable. Yeah, this one says attainable. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. Okay, yeah. So stick with that. Keep that in mind when you're making your so resolution. I'm going to talk about what that means just for a second. So specific means your goal is direct, detailed, and meaningful. Measurable, your goal is quantifiable to track progress or success. Attainable, your goal is realistic and you have the tools and or resources to attain it. Relevant, your goal aligns with your mission or your, like, what you're trying to accomplish. Self-awareness. And then time-based is your goal has a deadline. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. Don't give up on your goal. Like, even if you're not at... At the mark that you set for whatever specific timetable, just keep just on going because you're still making progress. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the damn list. So before we get into this list, just because you have the same one I have up, um, these are the some of the top resolutions that people are making for 2021. So this list is probably a little skewed from what standard resolutions are because 2020 was a complete crapshoot. Yeah. The one that I have or the one that you're looking at? Are you looking at good ha- housekeeping? Yeah. 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 So it just says that um, because you're coming out of 2020, the goals look a little bit different than they normally look because... Have enough toilet paper. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. So the number one. All right. Number one is build a better budget. I would say (laughs) make a budget. 
Period. Yeah, a lot of people don't have budgets yeah. or um I would just say a lot of people don't know where their money goes. Yeah. Um or they struggle to pay bills, but they spend a lot of money on things that are unnecessary. Yeah. Um so a couple of tools and resources. Dave Ramsey's uh Total Money Makeover. Mhm. Freaking genius i don't agree with all his stuff but it definitely if you're trying to get out of debt and build a budget also yeah that is the way to go yeah it's good uh and there's a bunch of budget apps out there that'll help you but the one that helped us was uh dave ramsey's total money makeover yeah Uh, and it talks about how to get out of debt and it gives you a plan and it talks about building the budget which is pretty good some other cool uh finance book personal finance books i'm not Uh, smart on that stuff you're good at that uh i don't think i'm good at it but these things help so dave ramsey's total money makeover said it a third time and then ramit safety i think is how you say his name and his book is i will teach you to be rich and uh that it gives you better insight insight on how to manage your money and how you should be spending your money and investing and then how to get uh, like better deals when it comes to banking or credit cards or buying a house or or, or renting uh, an apartment or a house. And it's just, it's a damn good book and it helps with your finances. So I definitely recommend that. I one. think the start to getting a bit, be- to building a better budget or building a budget is, um, is you just have to be willing to change your lifestyle for a while. Yeah. Um, like you have to be willing to sit down and say like, okay, maybe I don't need to eat out four times a week. Maybe every single day I don't need to go to lunch with my coworkers. I can take lunch to work. Yeah. Um, and then you also have to like balance the, the finances in your home. So maybe like the wife wait, makes way more money than the husband or the husband makes way more money than the wife. It's like, okay, well, how do you balance that so that you're equally sharing or if your money's all together, y'all just got to sit down and be like, hey, we're, we need a budget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you definitely need to, to make that work. Yeah. Um, and both of you need to be in on it. Because uh, yeah. when we started Dave Ramsey's uh, thing, it, it was, it took a while to get you on board. And so then- the thing that, that took a while to get me on board, and I still am not a fan of it. I do agree with Dave Ramsey's, um, some of his things, but the one thing I just, dislike in general is the cash yeah like you need cash for everything don't don't use your debit card (laughs) like do all these things um and for me that's super annoying like to have to go through like we did the envelope system situation um but it's like if i need to go to the grocery store i don't want to have to remember to like go somewhere find a fucking envelope with like the grocery store money or if i need gas to go find gas but it works and that's that's part of it like it's supposed to make it a hassle to spend money. Yeah. I mean, no, I get it. It works. Like, it helped. I just, like, those things are things that turn me off from that system. Because, yes, it makes it a hassle to spend money. But um, at the time when we initially did this, um, you were a TI and you were working really long hours. And primarily it was me with all the kids. And so, like, if I needed to go to the grocery store really quick to, like, grab something for dinner – and I had Michael Braylon and a newborn, 
to like remember to go get cash out just to like run and get a gallon of milk. That was so frustrating when I could just be like, damn it. I just want to use my debit card, but it's locked up in the safe. Yeah. <laughs> so those, like those things, it just, you have to be self-aware. You have to know where you're at in life and like what your convenience levels are. Well, that's why I say when to get out of debt, it's like perfect because it will give you those steps to get out of it. Uh, yeah. Now, when it comes to managing your money later on after you've paid off your debt, I don't agree with a lot of stuff he has because he goes into like you you don't need credit. You don't yeah. need credit at all. Uh, well, I mean, if you're a millionaire, you probably don't. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to buy a house and a car, um, you're going to need If you want to buy anything, your credit – if you want to get cell phone, your credit's run. If you want to get yeah. cable, your credit is run. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think having credit's important. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But it, it, it definitely helps with getting out of debt. All right. Uh, the next one, cook one new thing each week. That's if you just want to get adventurous, in, in my opinion. Uh, I think that's good if you're trying to go healthier. So if you're trying to make yourself eat healthy. Not necessarily because you can eat healthy. And, uh, you know, that's one of the th- problems with people eating healthy. It gets boring. It gets super boring. And but, yeah, but if you do this, if you cook one new thing each week that's healthy – eventually you're going to have multiple healthy meals that you can recycle through. Do you know what I mean? And so you're not eating chicken and broccoli every day. And that's what most people think. Most people are like, I want to get healthy. So every day I'm going to eat a chicken breast, some brown rice and some broccoli. Cause that's like what's publicized as the healthy meal, but that is boring and it's bland and yes, it's good for you, but that's where you and I differ. Like you can eat the same thing multiple times after like two times I'm over it. I don't want it anymore. Like I want something new. Because so, I'm worried about the outcome as opposed to, like, enjoying the meal. <laughs> yeah, like, for me, um, I mean, if it's, like, lunch and I meal prep for the week and we have, like, the same thing for the week, I'm okay with that. But if it's, like, dinner or um, – that's frustrating to me. I don't want to eat the same thing multiple days in a row. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if, uh, if, I'm try- if I'm trying to achieve something, I'd – I don't mind doing it over and over. Yeah. Again, it'll get boring, but the results will be awesome. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. All right. Uh, read more books. This is one I try to do every year. Yeah. It's, uh, this year I think I was in the 40s with books, and I'm trying to reach 100. 100 books a year. Is that including your audiobooks? Yeah. Yeah. I read a lot of books this year, but I will say, like, I read, um, I listen to a lot of books on audiobook this year, but, again, we've talked about this multiple times on the podcast, I read really fast, and when I'm listening to audiobooks, I listen to them speak really fast, um, so I get through books pretty fast. And uh, for those of you that say audiobooks don't count, uh, screw you guys, because they definitely do count, because the whole point of reading a book is getting the information or the story from whether you're reading it or you're listening to the book. There are some books, though, I will say, where I just want to hold them and turn the pages. Yeah. Um, like, I recently read a book series. It's a trilogy. It's like a young adult book, because I'm into those books, whatever, judge me, called Mila 2.0. And I found it at this book. I don't even know what it was. It was like a the library was purging all their old books because they were getting new books in and so the books were a dollar or so and uh you like going to those things so we go and venture around um so I found this book 
And again, I think I've talked about this before, but if if a cover of a book draws my interest, I will buy the book and read it. She judges books by the cover. Even if the book <laughs> isn't good, the cover of it, I'll make it through the book. I will read a book even if I don't enjoy it. I'll finish it out. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that trilogy, I read the first book really fast in like three days at nighttime and whatever after work. Um, the second book, it was like $40 on Amazon and it only was on there from like a third party seller and it was a hardback book. And I was like, there's no way I'm paying $40 for this one book in the trilogy. Um, so I got that book on audiobook. And when you read the first one and then you go to audiobook and then the third one, I went back to actually reading it was not a fan of audiobook on them. Yeah, I think reading stories like that are a lot better when when you have the tangible book or, or you're reading like on the, uh, your phone or whatever. You got to stick to one. Like you can't go back and forth. I th- Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I wouldn't be able to do that. But uh, like when you're reading novels like that, it's great to have the tangible book because I think your imagination goes a little bit more crazier when you're reading the book. At least for me, it does. Like when I'm listening to audio books, it's not as... I don't picture stuff as, as much as you I do You tend to I'm drift yeah. in audiobooks yeah. where like you'll be listening to a book and then you'll start thinking about something and then you miss everything that you just listened to. So you got to rewind. Well, yeah, there's that. But like say they're said, you know, books get really descriptive and they're in that descriptive portion and they're setting the stage or setting the scene for you. When I'm reading it, like, you, like imagine it all. Yeah, I, I can, I can, uh, what's the word? I can, uh, I get myself into that book more than than yeah. when I'm listening to it. It just, uh, yeah, it's better, especially with novels. Um, but I, so I started, I barely started listening to audiobooks this year. They're great. Um, and that's because if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, you will um, know that one of my biggest pet peeves is being read to. <laughs> So the first time I tried to listen to an audiobook, I didn't know you could control the speed of the reader. So it was like on 1.0 and it was like this book is it's hard dedicated to listen. It's hard to listen to. at one at normal speed. And so because I read so fast, I think that's one of the issues I hate people reading to me. It's because the time you finish that sentence, I could have finished this paragraph. <laughs> I find it very annoying. So when I didn't know you could change the speed of audiobooks, um, I could not listen to them. They, uh, I would just get so anxious and like maybe like two or three minutes tops. And I'd be like, I cannot do this. I need to just go buy the book. Um, but once I realized you can change the speed, I normally listen to it between a 1.9 and a 2.0. Yeah. Um, and That's fucking fast. And I, I enjoy those. Like I enjoy at that speed because it's, just my brain is like I'm reading the book. It's just keeping up with the words. It's like you're on crack. As if I was reading. It was funny. I recently purchased Ready Player Two after you read it. And you were like, you should listen to that. I got it with my credit. And Braylon was like, what is happening right now? And I was like, first off, nobody asked you to listen to this book. And second off, <laughs> I yeah. enjoy it like this. Ready Player One. One of my f- pro- yeah, one of my top five favorite books. Ready That's Player cool. Two was not as great. It was still a good book, but it's just not as great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, reading more books, like, you have to – that's something you have to make time for. If you plan on reading more books, it's not just going to happen. Yeah. You definitely have to s- schedule some time. And then when you have free time, like, it should go into reading. 
uh, which is hard. I mean, to begin with, it's hard. Nowadays, people can't just sit and and read. Yeah. People get bored too easily, and they, it's hard for people to get like dive into a book. I can sit and read for a really long time, and that's my flaw with reading. Yeah. Like, if I sit down with a book, I can be there for hours just reading without ever, like, getting sidetracked. Um, and that's a so, good problem to have. Yeah, but I think it. there's other stuff. I'll feel guilty afterwards because there's other stuff I should have done during the time that I was, like, so enraptured in a book. I did that really bad when I read the Harry Potter series, which I read all of those books in, like, a week and a half. Yeah. Um, that sounds really obnoxious, but I really did read them super, super fast. You did. Um, and it was all I did. I like woke up, I showered, I read, I went to work, I came home, I read, I read before bed. Like the kids played outside, I was sitting outside reading. I just read all the time. Um, and then after I was done reading the whole series, I kind of like felt the loss of the characters, you know, like you do when you're in a really (laughs) good book. And I was like, man, there were so many things I should have accomplished during the time I was enraptured in the series. I think it's good to, to get a good book in. Um, yeah. So if you want to read more, you have to schedule that time or you have to make time for it. I guess that goes with anything, right? Mm -hmm. Or get audible and you can listen to it anywhere. When you're doing dishes, when you're mowing the lawn, when you're driving to work, that's like prime time listening. Unless you have kids. Uh, no, even with them. <laughs> uh, prime time listening uh, for audiobooks or podcasts. All right, the next one says join a club. Uh, I don't see that. Uh, I guess. Whatever. A book club. Toastmasters. I don't know. I've always wanted to do a book club. Um but then again, it just goes into, and I feel like I sound just super, like I'm tooting my own horn when I say it, but that goes into my, that I read fast. So they're like, over the next week, read these two chapters. And I'm like, bro, over the next week, this book will be done. Like, yeah. I don't have time to read two chapters and come talk to you about it. Um, so. The, the only thing, I, I like the idea of book club. The only thing that gets me is, I don't want to be told what to read. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they might say, hey, we're reading this book this week or month or whatever. I was like, uh, I really don't want to read that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to have my options left to me. There is a thing on here that says sites like, if you're interested in this resolution, just says sites like meetup.com can help you find groups of people with similar interests. So, if you're trying to find those groups in your areas, there's meetup.com. Uh, the next one says create a, a cleaning schedule and stick to it. If you can do this, this is awesome. Uh, I think the last time I did this was when you were deployed. And then before that, I used to do it at, when I was single. Yeah. And it worked like a charm. I think it's good. Um, yeah, like, and that sounds really bad. I think it's good if you're single and you don't have kids to have, like, those cleaning schedules. I think when you're... When you're married and you have kids and you have a thousand things going on all the time, it's really hard to stick to those schedules. Like today, I'm going to clean the restrooms. Because if you have a house like ours or like a house that you have in San Antonio, like when we lived in San Antonio where we had three bathrooms, two of which were Jack and Jill baths and then a half bath downstairs, um, to clean just those restrooms would take me like two or three hours. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what part of the schedule is. You just... 
but you don't have sometimes you just don't have that time yeah I know people are like yes you do have the time but I mean for us like our day looks like we wake up at 5 30 we shower we get ready for work we drop the kids off at 7 15 we go to work we work until 5 p.m we pick the girls up from gymnastics at 5 30 we come home we eat dinner we do our daily routine and then we try to get ready for bed so it's really not a lot of time in the day to be like on Tuesdays I'm gonna mop all the floors in my house when your whole fucking house is tile like or your whole house is hardwood or whatever it's just I don't know uh, I'm not a fan of that one but again there are some people who probably yeah I like works. that one a lot because I think it works uh, and I think we could do it if we just sat down and took the time to like part it out because um, you could divide it by rooms or you could divide it by just one thing, dusting or, like you said, mopping. But yeah. uh, I think it's a good one. Uh, the next one is drink less alcohol. I think that's always good. <laughs> uh, quit smoking. Done. Uh, quit sm- you know what? I don't see too many people smoking these days. It's coming back big time. The pandemic brought it back. Um, I could see that. So it went from... cigarettes were slowly being phased out into the vaping like vape was becoming all those little like square things that look like a mechanical pencil lid do you know what i'm talking about Mm -mm. i don't know what it's called but it just looks like a little packet that your mechanical lead used to come in to fill up your pencil oh yeah yeah yeah. and like people have those i mean it's a type of eight but it's just like this tiny little contraption that people carry around um but when this year in 2020, cigarettes have made like a huge comeback just because it's something to do. Which makes sense. Like yeah. people just need to step out of the house, need an excuse to step out of the house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I But I mean, st- I still don't like notice people smoking as much. Like a few years ago, not, not, maybe five, five plus years ago, when you would step out to a smoke pit, you would see a bunch of people out there. Mm-hmm. Now it's rare that you see anybody out there. Yeah. Um, well, at least on Air Force bases. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never see people out at the smoke pit, and I never see people just hanging out smoking. So our smoke pit is kind of hidden at our building, um, but people go there a lot. So I, I've noticed it more often now, like people smoke than used to. But again, um, I think it just has a lot to do with the pandemic. Yeah. Uh. Next one is eat veggies regularly. Uh, sure. I think that just goes into eating healthy. Like, yeah. Do you do you eat healthy? Do you choose the good food? Let's find a good one. This one says try a new diet plan. Uh, if your diet plan is working, there's no reason to change it. Uh, if there's a plan that you can't stick to, then yeah, go ahead and try a new one. But if you keep on switching and switching and switching, I think you're just... You're shooting yourself in in the foot. Yeah, I think it's good to change your diet plan, though. Like, if you've been doing something for a significant amount of time, like, let's say you've been doing the same diet plan for three or four months, I think it's good to switch it up with something. Like, if you're eating chicken and broccoli every day, maybe you're now going to eat turkey and green beans or something and just get your body a different... It just depends what your goals are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just, if your goals change, um, then yeah, you should switch up a diet plan. But I mean, if if you're still progressing with the diet that you're that you're using, I don't think there's any reason to change it. Yeah. Uh, 
book all your doctor's visits for the year. The Air Force does that for us. Yeah, they just tell us when we need. <laughs> Take the stairs. It's the next one. I just think about that movie. Which one? With Jennifer Aniston. It's like, I always take the stairs. He's like, she takes spin classes like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer Um, Anderson, what's up? Yeah, I do. I find myself taking the stairs more now than I used to. Like where, if there used to be an escalator or an elevator, I would always choose that. But now I find myself like choosing the stairs more often. And I think it's just to not be in confined spaces. Uh... I just take the stairs because around here, usually we're only going one floor up. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be like really have a physical issue or really freaking lazy to not take the stairs if you're just going up one level. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I do, but. Um, yeah. Like the only time I've taken the elevator on our building, we're only two levels anyway, is because I'm taking the trash out or like. Uh, build, bringing something in on the on the flatbed. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if you guys, if you have kids, if they do that, but our kids would much rather take the stairs. Like they're like, can we take the stairs? Can we take the stairs? They, um, there's something about stairs that it's it's just a fun time for them. Yeah, and Elena just doesn't do well in confined spaces, so she doesn't like elevators. <laughs> she doesn't. She's becoming better about it, but mm-hmm. her uh, like. We haven't got it diagnosed, but I think she is claustrophobic. Oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, This one says become a plant owner, which is I would love to do this. I just don't think that I would take care of the plants well enough uh, for any benefits. Yeah, um, I like the thought of having like live plants around. Yeah. Um, but once they start dying, I want them gone. Yeah, I don't have time to like nurture them and bring them back to life. Like, and that's what I'm go. saying. I don't, I don't think <laughs> I'd be able to take care of them well enough to like keep them around long enough to, to like for it to be, or for it to be worth it. And, mm-hmm. uh, man, some plants are freaking expensive. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Plant a vacation. Is that a, is that a New Year's resolution? Some people just don't vacation. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, just for example, like Shane, like my brother will be here in a few days, but his vacations always consist of the same thing. Like they go to Panama City and they go to like Gatlinburg or Myrtle Beach, um, same same areas. They never like venture out and go somewhere new or do something that's unfamiliar. So I think just to do something that's unfamiliar, something that puts you out of your comfort zone to learn culture from a different place or just... I I think that's awesome. Yeah. If you have the means to do it. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're stacking that bread and getting out of debt. Nothing wrong with not planning a vacation. Yeah. Uh, next, I'll start doing yoga with a partner. I've always wanted to do yoga. Uh, it's, I think here there's like one spot that offers yoga. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine the, the times uh, work with our schedule. I'm just not a fan. <laughs> and I think it's just because I'm not like super flexible and Well, that's why I want to do it. I get uncomfortable with silence and large crowds. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird cuz my stomach starts making all these crazy noises and <laughs> you just like for me I just get super self-conscious like Yeah. 
do I smell? I'm really close to this person. What if this person parts in my face? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't mind doing yoga like at home, like put it on the TV and do whatever here. But I don't know. I feel uncomfortable. Going to I don't classes. think you get the same out of it unless like you've been doing yoga for a long time and you know what you're doing. Yeah. If you're a beginner, I don't think you're getting out of it what you would be if you went to a yoga st- studio. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Uh, but one day, one day, uh, drink up, start drinking more water. They say you're supposed to drink an ounce for every pound. No, half an ounce for every pound. You should drink half your body weight in ounces. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 200. So you should I be should drinking be drinking 100, 100 ounces, of water. ounces of water a day. So three nail jeans. Yeah. Most days I get that. Yeah. Consider therapy. It's a touchy subject, but I think that there's a lot of people who could benefit from it. Yeah. Um, If you get a good therapist. Yes. So, and that, that in my opinion goes back to just a hundred percent being self-aware. If you go in somewhere and you're trying to find a therapist and they just make you uncomfortable and they're really fucking weird, like, don't just stay there. Go find somebody else. Yeah. But I think just in general, as humans, we think therapy is a bad thing. Or as Americans, shall I say, we take therapy as a bad thing when um, I think it can just help a lot of people. And just to say words and get the stuff out of your head, I think is good. Yeah. I mean, even therapists see therapists. Yeah. there's. It sounds weird, but. I listen to the podcast Crime Junkies, and they talk about um, a, an app called, um, I don't know, I'm going to have to look it up now because I can't think of it, but it's a therapy app where you can do like therapy over the phone. Um, that seems very impersonal, but I guess during COVID times it's needed. Um, I think it, I don't think it would be bad if... Um, if you did it during, like, your drive home or... Oh, it's called BetterHelp. Um, so, it's just you find a therapist to help you with whatever you're doing and you can talk to them about whatever. Um, but if you're, like, driving home, if you're crunched on time, um, you could see this therapist for, like, 30 minutes during your lunch break or on your drive home or on your drive to work in the morning. And it's all over the phone. So, you can talk about things. They can tell you how to, like become self-aware, how to work on these things, how to deal with things. Um, and I think that's a big part about therapy. People think you're just going to go in and say all your problems, but the therapist is like, okay, well, why don't you do this? Or they try to help you f- navigate ways to yeah to mitigate the problems. And I think that's good. If you want a good book on, like, therapists and just kind of, uh, I guess kind of like what it's about, uh, maybe you should talk to somebody is the name of the book pretty good yeah um yeah i haven't read that one but it's in the office it's a really good book uh here's another one listen to novels while you work out i know absolutely not i i've been doing this for a while so i i listen to podcasts i re- i listen to books uh i listen to to ted talks i, I listen to anything every once in a while i'll listen to music but this is something i've been doing for a while and it goes in with just like wanting to read more and just getting smarter on different stuff. 
it's hard for people to get motivated doing this stuff. Yeah. Um, but once you get used to it, it's not, it's not too bad. So that's what it says. And we're not really like talking about what the website says about these things. We're just saying like the bolded resolution or whatever, but it says exercisers who save an audio book only for the gym work out 51% more than those who didn't. So I guess if I was listening to a book and the only time I allowed myself to listen to that book is if I was at the gym, I'd hit the gym until that book was over. Yeah, there you go. Just so because added benefit to you it. want to know what's going, like, I get so entrapped in books. Like, I just want to know. I want to finish it. I want to, I don't know, get with, like, figure out what the characters are doing. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's good. Uh, This one says lift weights. Do one new exercise move. Uh, decorate with family history. I don't know what this means. Uh, I think that means like put up pictures of more than just. I so people often display items from their family's past. They remember and honor where they came from. So like your pictures of your grandparents or memorabilia of your parents, things like that. And we have that in our house. So I don't think it's. I mean, we could probably put more, but that I find that kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I, I like it. It depends. I mean, if you if you liked your grandparents and. <laughs> but I mean, like, if you just have a history. picture of your grandparents' wedding photo hanging on a random wall, people will be like, "Who's this?" I think that's pretty cool. Cause I I mean, it's only for you. It's not for anybody yeah, I else. Know. I like how we have it where it's like photos of us and our grandparents, or photos of our kids and whatever but just i don't know i don't know how i feel about it um this one says sanitize your phone weekly and i immediately thought like uh clean out your your files and stuff but no this means exactly what it says sanitize your phone so wipe it down and clean it yeah interesting uh let's see <laughs> Delegate more chores. Give them all to the kids. Yeah, it's just... I definitely think that um, the kids should do chores more often. You just have to pick the ones that are right for their age. Yeah, it's it's hard. For, uh, well, for the littler ones, it's hard for them to do yeah. some of the chores. But uh, easy ones like taking out the trash and doing the dishes cleaning up their room yeah yeah uh let's see wear workout gear that makes you feel good this is weird uh because when i work out i really don't care what i'm wearing as long as it's functional because you're a dude yeah i guess that might be it donate old clothes yeah i think everyone can do that um one year I did the turn your hangers backwards trick. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that really, like, makes sense. You know, if you take all your clothes and you turn them on the hanger backwards, and then by, I don't know, summertime where you've been through the winter months, you've been through spring, you're into summer. If your clothes are still backwards on the hangers, just get rid of them. Yeah. Don't, like, once you wear it, you turn your hanger the correct way. Um, but if it's still hanging and it's still back on a backwards hanger, like you, you're not going to wear it. Yeah. Get rid of it. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised how many 
when you do that how much clothes you don't wear. Yes. I think people start uh, burying their wardrobe just so they don't have to get rid of shit. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to wear this shirt I haven't worn in six years <laughs> yeah. just so I don't have to get rid of it. Yeah, I, but it's it's hard with some of the shirts. Some stuff is hard to let go just because there's some weird attachment to it. Yeah. Uh, whether it's a memory or somebody gave it to you or it was given to you on a on a holiday or maybe you're just a collector like you collect 5k shirts or some shit like that yeah uh so there's always some one little specific reason why you don't want to get rid of it and that's how hoarding starts <laughs> yes uh this one says write to yourself I, I take that as just keep a journal or a diary for girls yeah um <laughs> dallas calls mine a diary does she <laughs> That's daddy's diary. <laughs> um. uh, do one thing at a time. I'm a huge fan of this because I'm not a good multitasker. Yeah, this says multitasking doesn't make you more efficient, but it does stress you out. Um, I wholeheartedly disagree with that. Because I can multitask multiple things and I feel like I'm accomplishing more. Then if I'm just like, if I only focus on one thing and I'm like, until I'm done with this, I will not move on to the next thing. Wait, say that again. So if I'm, if I know there are like three things that I need to do and in the process of doing one, I can get the others accomplished. If I just sit there and wait until I'm done with one thing before I start the next thing, that will stress me out. No, I uh, I like to it de- it depends on what it is like it's something that doesn't take a lot of effort like washing the dishes I can listen to an audiobook or I can watch TV while I'm washing the dishes and know that I'm not going to miss any part of the show or the book that I'm listening to yeah. because it doesn't take a lot of thought to wash a dish yeah. right it's kind of just like muscle memory um but like homework and then trying to trying to answer emails or some shit doing stuff like that at the same time is not gonna work for me yeah so I guess there are those I have those instances where I do one thing at a time like homework I can't have nothing going on when I'm doing my homework I need silence um but I can be thinking about like my brain can be in different parts of my homework assignment so if I'm if I know I have to write a 10 page paper on on different things while I'm looking up the topic like the first topic if I see something that's relevant to my second topic I can admit I can go I can bounce back and forth between those two topics I don't have to be like okay right now I'm solely focused on topic one and then I'll move to topic two yeah I can like bounce back and forth but for me it's um like there are some people who are like I'm cooking dinner and all I'm doing right now is cooking dinner like for me, I can cook dinner, load the dishwasher, unload the dishwasher, put clothes in the dryer, help the kids with their homework, and still be cooking dinner. And all that can be happening at the same time. Where there are other people who are like, no, I'm cooking dinner right now. And that's where my sole efforts are at. Um, and that's like if I knew that I needed to start the dishwasher or if I knew the clothes need to be moved from the washer to the dryer. And I'm like, nope, all I'm going to do right now is cook dinner. I would be a full ball of anxiety the whole time when I knew I could be doing the other things at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. But there, I get it. Like, I think it's, you just have to have that, like, buffer zone of right now. No, no. I'm, I'm not good at multitasking. 
because I'll, I'll mess something up really good. Yeah. Uh, this one, well, we're almost done. Make your bed every morning, straight out of uh, who was it? Admiral McRaven. Mm-hmm. Straight out of his book, make your bed every morning. This does make a difference. Uh, if the first thing you do is make your bed, it kind of like gives you your momentum for the day. Or it's, it it becomes routine. It's a sign of like, all right, I'm getting started. And it's just, it feels good to make your bed. Yeah, we try. Like almost, we make our bed almost every day. There are days when it's just like chaotic or yeah, we just don't do it. But yeah, Most days we make the bed. You skipped one that I wanted to go back to. Which one? Um, Just go to bed on time. Uh. So for me, it says go to bed on time with your partner. I don't think going to bed with your partner every night. Um, like, yes, going to bed with your partner I think is good. But um, I think it's just – that's one – I guess I will put this out there. That's one of my resolutions for 2021 is to get more sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can just – I tell a difference. Like my body – I'm – I'm still relatively young. I'm barely 31. But if I only sleep for like five hours, I used to be able to function perfectly throughout the entire day. Now, if I only sleep for five hours, I wake up, my head's hurting, my back is hurting, yeah. my eye is twitching. <laughs> um, it hurts. I can tell that I just, my body didn't get the recovery time it needed. Um, so that's something that I want to do is just set a time. Like by this time, I want to be in bed every day. Yeah, my sweet spot is like six between six to seven hours. Yeah. Anything beyond that, just uh, I get I I'm like groggy throughout the day. You're still tired. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But six to seven hours is a sweet spot, and that's when I notice when when I wake up on my own anyway. So like when I wake mm-hmm. up before my alarm or, or whatnot, or I'm waking up on on the weekends when I wake up is the time that I've had six to seven hours of sleep. Yeah. It's just like my body's automatic. Um, and most times if I have the opportunity, I'll go back to bed. But, yeah. Uh, I'll do this last one unless you have another one in mind, but I think this is a good one to uh, end on is take a, actually let's do two because okay. I don't agree with this one. Be current about current events. Uh, I don't think you should be current. Not that you shouldn't, but you shouldn't have to be. um, Because this falls in line with like, hey, I need to be watching the news all the time or every day or reading the newspaper every day or whatever. And a lot of the news, all it's just, it's scary. It's depressing. And it just... It's screwed up because all the stuff that makes the news is is bad stuff, right? Yeah. Like, rarely do you ever see something good. Like, because that just doesn't make headlines like, like uh, scary stuff does and whatnot. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I don't think that you need to be glued to the news to the point where you know everything that's going on in the world. But I think you do have to be aware of of just life. Um, yeah like for example and one of the things that I just want to clarify to everyone who listens to what I have to say is 
seeing what somebody wrote on Facebook is not being current on current <laughs> yeah. events. Do your research. That gets me so irritated when people just circle articles and it'll be like from Snopes <laughs> or, and it's, that's the, not even a real website. That's just somebody literally making jokes about the news and the you're like, onion, oh my God, this is real. Duffel blog. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. Some stuff, it just, it naturally catches your attention. Um, and like one of the things I saw was it was a bunch of reams of paper stacked. And it's like, this is what 5,000 pieces of paper looks like. Do you think people really read the entire COVID law that was, or the law they were trying to pass for the COVID relief? And it's like, okay, well, if you would have done any research, you would have realized that like 4,000 of those pages are just bullshit ass, like standard verbiage that has to be put in every single law that like who can control this law is it the states is it federal like so really there's only like a few pages or okay it's more than a few there's like only a portion of that that actually talks about the law they're trying to pass yeah and a lot of it is just pure bureaucratic nonsense that goes into every law so but it's like oh my god it's this law that they were trying to pass for covid release was five thousand pages like, yeah, okay, but how many pages actually talked about COVID relief? <laughs> because those are the important parts. Because the parts that talk about, like, this is going to be a state-ran law. Okay, um, probably they don't read that every time. Because they've read it before. They know what it means. They know what it says. These people have been in Congress for 40 years. Like, they know what the primary part of this is. But it was on Facebook, so I got to tell everybody <laughs> that in order for us to get $600, these people have to read 5,000 pages. Hmm. Yeah. False. <laughs> But yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. That's where I get most of my news. I, I mean, granted, if I see something, I'm going to go and look more into it to see yeah. if it's true or or what now or what's ha like really happened. But yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that's bad. Like, for example, for me, um, you told me. So this is just like how my thought processes work for news. So you told me, did you see the thing that happened in Nashville on Christmas Day? Or on the day after Christmas. I don't remember what day it was on. It was really recent, a couple of days ago. It was on Christmas morning. And I was like, no, what happened? And you kind of gave me like the cliff notes to it. But I knew my number one resource for news sites was to go to Facebook because I'm from Tennessee. So naturally, a lot of the people I grew up with were going to be posting about this on Facebook. And it was direct links to news links. But I didn't just go see what they had to say about what happened. I just clicked on the news links, read it, and from there I could, like, venture out to other news links. Um, but instead of just Googling it and trying to foster through, like, the county and all this stuff, which naturally took me to the, the FBI, took over the investigation. I was able to go to the FBI website and get the first hand. this is the real-life knowledge of what's going on at the scene. Um, instead of people being like, oh man, just like, speculating. Yeah. Just complete, uh, trying to CSI the, <laughs> the news. Like yeah. I've watched all the seasons of CSI, so I can clearly tell you what happened. No, you can't go to bed. Yeah. People start so. giving their opinions and kind of like make them out to be facts. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to do your research. Don't just take it at face value. So I went off on a tangent there, but yes, I think it's important that you know what's going on in the world, but you take the time to actually look up the information on your own and find out the facts on your own. You don't 
take it at face value from someone else. Uh, I see like the current event stuff. I see it more as a, like a conversational piece because most of the time it's not going to be directly tied to your everyday uh, routine or, or directly to your job. It's just like, until it'll it be is. something that you can speak to. Yeah. To what? What'd you say? I said until it is. Oh uh, yeah. Until it is. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, because I mean like, and I'll just use the Nashville thing, for example. There are a lot of people that I grew up with, including my family, like my dad's really bad about this, who they just don't keep up with the news at all. Because to them, just like you just said, like it's not going to affect me in my everyday life. But when that bomb went off in downtown Nashville, then it was personal. Yeah. Then you start thinking like, oh man, has this happened before? And if you were, if you had some semblance of understanding of, things that have been going on you can be like okay like this is what I know about this to tie into yeah. just having prior knowledge um, so yeah I'm not all about like waking up every morning and reading the news for hours I don't like get the paper and sit at my table and read it but. I mean I get it it's, it's interesting and yeah. uh, but it, it does become depressing and it makes you scary and you it, like it's scary and it makes you uh, paranoid and whatnot at least yeah. it does for me uh, but yeah, and if you have Facebook, somebody's if it's important enough, you're going to find out about it through Facebook because yeah. people are going to post links or they're going to post their opinion and you're going to be like, what the fuck are these people talking about? And then you go and look and bam, and there it is. So yeah. you'll, I, I think if you'll have Facebook, you'll be as up to date as you need to be. Yeah. Uh, just people won't go that extra. Uh, it's taking the deeper, extra step, yeah. Dig to uh d take it to another level and looking at the actual facts and and the sources and whatnot they'll just be like this happened all right here this is this is what i think about what this current event and this is how i feel about it and this is the way it should be um yeah and then that's how rumors start <laughs> <laughs> all right last one and then we'll close it out take more trips with no destination in mind this speaks Ooh, to my that heart gives me anxiety this is what i'm all it. about like i would love to just i you know you remember that movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey and Zoe uh, Deschanel? Kind of that I hated that movie. Where he's just saying yes, I loved it. It was yeah. it was great. Um, and he's like, they roll up to the airport and they're like, where are we going? I don't know. We're, we'll figure. We'll find out. And then he says, just give me uh, two tickets to the next uh, flight out of here. It ends up being to Omaha, Nebraska. So that's where they went. I would love to fucking do that. Oh man, we we might end up in Smithville, Tennessee, but no, that's hard it pass. It would it would it would be awesome to just be like, yeah, hey, let's let's just go somewhere, wherever the road takes us. Uh, um, yeah, I don't like it. It would be awesome, and and it's just because I'm a planner, like I'm an organizer. That's just yeah. who I am. I mean, I would do it, but I would be stressed out until we got there. Because when we go on vacations, and again, I like to have plans. I like to know what we're going to do on days. Um, and maybe the day is like we're just not going to have plans on that day. But that's planned to not have plans on that day. Um, but and just I, And I hate that. I just want to go to a destination and be like, all right. We've done that on vacations, and it, it hasn't been bad. Like, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. We went like when we went to Gatlinburg. It was kind of like we're just gonna go do Gatlinburg. We didn't have plans. We didn't have tickets to anything. We just went. And that was that was great. That was fun. I loved it. Lake we Tahoe did, was the same. Lake Tahoe, New New York. We New did York. that. We had like very few things that we knew for sure we wanted to do these things. We just knew we places it. we wanted to see. Yeah. 
Um, and we still didn't even get to see everything, Mm-mm. but most of them, like, and it's, it was a tour stuff. Like, hey, we definitely want to see the Statue of Liberty. We want to go to the top of the Empire State Building yeah. and then Central Park, all that stuff. But it wasn't like, hey, at this time on this day, this is where we're going. Yeah. Uh, we just kind of like woke up be like, uh, let's see what we can go do today. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, lo- I love those kind of vacations. I, I hate when they're planned because I'm just so fucking stressed the entire time. Because, like, oh, I need to start getting ready and we have to be there at this time and we need to hurry up. And it's like, instead of just being like, you know what, when we get there, we get there. Yeah. I, and that just goes back into having deadlines and not having deadlines. Um, I hate not having deadlines. And I, I just hate being late to things. And I think when you don't have a timeline to meet, you just, I don't, you're really bad about it. Just being like leisurely, like we'll get there when we get there. Um, And that stresses me out where I'm like, if I tell somebody I'm going to be there at two o'clock, like at two o'clock, we need to be there. Not at two 30, not at two 45, like at two o'clock. That's that's, the agreement we we had this on Christmas. But, but that's why, that's why some deadlines these are deadlines that we put on ourselves that they're not they're not make or break deadlines and that's why those are the deadlines that i just i'm leisure about like i'm not leisurely about getting to work on time i'm not leisurely about having a project turned in during this time like those times i'm stressed out and we we need to like i need to be at work at this time i need to get there or I need to turn in this homework assignment by this time. This is going to happen. Or I need to turn in this project. But uh, that goes back into what we were talking about earlier where you don't have repercussions. Like you don't have something that you're up against. So you yes. just you just don't care about it. Um, but for me, like if I make an agreement with somebody like I want to we're going to do this at this time. Like that's it. That For me, the repercussion of that is I told you something and I'm breaking like what I told you. I'm breaking that trust that I made with you that we're going to do this at this time. Um, And so for me, like if, if we have somewhere to be and I told somebody like, Hey, we're going to meet you at this time. um, And we're going to be late. I get angry and I get extremely anxious just because for me, even though there's not like a repercussion to it, it's just, it's personal to me. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know, like those yeah. things. And so when you're traveling with no destination in mind, I don't think it's so much as like you're putting those boundaries on yourself. It's just go the unknown is what I don't like. Mm. But Yeah, I don't know. Like this on Christmas when we went to our friend's house and we got there at 2.30. We're supposed to be there at 2. It wasn't a big deal to me. It's like it's not something we should stress out about because it was like a party and we're not the only ones that were going to be there. You know, they're not yeah. – they're not going to be waiting around and be like, oh, where are they? And we need to get started or we need to leave. It wasn't that kind of deal. It was just kind mm-hmm. of like, hey, we're enjoying other people's company. 30 minutes is not going to make a difference in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like to you, it makes a difference. Yeah, but it's because to you, like you, you had no. So for me on Christmas Eve when we were late, I was like extremely frustrated just because there was no reason for us to be late. We didn't have anything going on. It was kind of just like, I'm about to just like put all our business out there. But like, so I told my friend we would be at her house at two o'clock. And then at one o'clock, you were like, okay, no, I'm going to go work out right now. 
And then I just get mad because you know I had already told you, like, we're going to be at her house at 2. And you waited all morning and did nothing. And then at 1 o'clock, you're like, I know we're supposed to be there in exactly one hour, but I'm going to go work out right now. And so for me, that's frustrating because it's, you know, I told her that, but you didn't have any part in making the plans. You had no repercussions if we were late. The only thing you had to deal with was me being frustrated. And so for me, I'm anxious because one, I feel like I lied to her. Two, I knew she was cooking and they said that we were going to eat at two, which was why we were supposed to be there. And three, I knew we had to go to the store still before we went to her house. So there was like a lot of things that for me, it was like lined up and we literally did nothing else that whole day except sit at home and do nothing so for me it's like there's no reason to be late even though there's no repercussions for it there was no reason to do it other than it just wasn't a priority to you and so that's what gets me frustrated yeah it it wasn't a priority for me so like it wasn't a big deal to me um and we still got there at 2 30 but we we didn't eat right when we got there we didn't eat till a couple hours later uh, everybody was still having a good time. Like everything went smoothly the way it would have gone if we got there at two or if we got there 30 minutes early at one thirty. it was, but the whole point was like, there was I, no I reason it. for us to be I, late. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Well, I, I mean, I, I see that differently. Like you think we were doing nothing, but you know, Watching a movie, doing a puzzle, reading, working out, all that stuff is is something to me. It's not, not doing nothing. No, that's I get like, it. That it, So I'm not like trying to ban a whole argument on the podcast so y'all can like, <laughs> let's, hear all of us. Let's do it. But like I get it's something, but so at the time you were watching Man in High Castle, which was a show that you really liked. Yep. Um, Go watch it. But to me, like for you to sit and watch four episodes of that for four hours – and then when we're all ready, like we're all showered, we're ready to go. And you're like, nope, I'm going to go work out right now. Like that's you saying, hey, the things that I want to do is more important than the thing that you had planned. Like you had this plan for days, but me working out right now is going to take precedence over all of your plans because I care about that more than what you had planned. And so that's why it's frustrating to me because you could have watched two episodes and then went and worked out. But instead you were like, nope, I want to keep watching the show. So I'm going to do that. And pretty much the way I took it was, I don't care what you have planned for today because what I want to do is more important than your plans. No, I knew that the workout wasn't going to take that long, so we'd still be somewhat on time. But we weren't. We were late. (laughs) (laughs) So I take it as like if I tell someone I'm going to be there at 2, then that's what time we need to be there. But it's the same as like work. If you tell someone you're going to be there at 7 – but the duty day doesn't start until 7.30. But you're like, no, I'm going to meet you at 7 so we can talk about this. And then you're like, oh, well, I no, I told you I would meet you at 7. But that really wasn't important to me. So I just got here when my day started. Then it's like, oh, okay, well, you're an asshole because you already made plans with me and told me this. But I don't know. It's just, it's it's the deadline thing where I'm just very, I'm very punctual. Like, I'm very time-based. If we say something, that's what I want to do. And, and you're not, you're leisurely unless it's something that, it's going to negatively impact, like, something, I guess. I don't know how to really say what I'm yes. saying. But we're, like, way off topic to just traveling somewhere with no destination. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. mind traveling somewhere with no destination. I would just be stressed about the things, like, where are we going to stay? Do we need a car? Uh, what is there to do there? Did I pack the right clothes? Um, there's just so much that goes into taking a vacation 
if you don't know where you're going. Like, if we went to the airport right now and I packed for winter because it's December 27th. And we're like, give us the next, tic- the next ticket out of here. And they send us to Puerto Rico. What the hell am I going to do with a fur coat? What the hell am I going to do with we jeans every day? Sell that shit and, and buy some. <laughs> Bands. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. That's part of the fun. So I would just have anxiety. Yeah. But I think that's a good note, too. End it. Be on time, people. Don't be like me. Be better than me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Babes, you want to say anything else? Peace out, Cub Scouts. Peace out, Cub Scout. All right. We'll see you all next week. Later. Later.